1: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu
0: slash podcast.
1: In this week's episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, we talk nothing but football. We've got some juicy tidbits from TMZ. The Dave Campbell's Texas football book was released, and we go through the Texas Tech preview. We've got a couple of great questions from you. The 23 Personnel Podcast starts right now. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. A podcast where we talk about Texas Tech Sports and food. Mostly. <laughs> I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: I had this like internal conversation with myself today, I was thinking I need to change up the intro. We've been doing this for 25 weeks or 25 episodes. It Needs to be different. is different. So, is different. That was is my, different that was my better. Attempt. Change for change's sake. That's not always good. <laughs> Actually, it's hardly ever good.
0: But I think I think it was I think it was delightful. I, I enjoyed it because we do talk about food a lot, and might as well bring that up from the get go. Even though I, I think you mentioned it in the, in the professional voice intro. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs>
1: it's in the it's in the the voiceover. Will you bring
0: out you bring out the the. Uh, the gravitas on that
1: well and and i i've said this before the reason why it was so deep is when i recorded that it was after we had recorded a long episode it was like twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning i was a little tired but like i'd been talking for two hours <clears throat> and it was just the voice was was downhill it was welcome to the 23 personnel podcast
0: yeah, y'all can probably not that you
1: haven't just heard that since we just started the recording.
0: Probably uh, <laughs> those listening can tell because mine will fade out. My voice will fade out probably starting about forty-five minutes in. It's just kind of gone. Usually, I run out yeah. of the water that I brought in here, and I don't want to. I don't want to stop the train from rolling <laughs> to go get some water, so I just keep going through, and then my voice just kind of gets a little gets a little rough. I'm yeah, an engineer, good, man. I'm I don't kind of have to talk. Yeah, I'm an engineer. I get to just kind of sit behind a computer most of the time. So, yep. When I when I have to talk, it's right, always so, a burden. <laughs> yeah. So, last
1: week will have been will should have been our last week off until the end of the football season. Full steam ahead, my friend. We're we're gonna like whenever we talk about the the football team going eleven. 11 weeks in a row. That was probably last year. I, <laughs>
0: I thought you were about to say My 11 schedule. and 1.
1: <laughs> no. Um, we're about to hit a stretch where we're going to be recording at least once a week until we can start football season. Then we're going to go twice a week. So Buckle up. Buckle in. Yeah. Buckle up. So, really quickly, last week, the reason why we didn't record last week, I was actually in Colorado. We went on a, a Wii I went on a camping trip with some of the young men at my church. Um, they are mostly Boy Scouts; they're 14 to 18 year old boys. Um, so we we asked them what kind of adventure do they want to have this summer? They, they wanted to do some survival type skills, right? Mm-hmm. So we found this really remote lake, um, Red Lake, in Colorado. It's very southeast corner. The closest town is Antonito, Colorado. Yeah, it's a a town of like three or four hundred people. And even then, it's 45 minutes away from the trailhead. So we get there, we park, and it's a a three-and-a-half-mile hike into the camp, or where we we were going to camp. Three-and-a-half-mile hike?
0: How long does that take? Well, hold on. um, Let me tell
1: you. Three-and-a-half miles in, we started at around 9,000 feet, and we climbed two thousand feet in the hike. So we, we ended, it was just under twelve thousand feet. So with the with the elevation, with climbing up, and it was of course started raining the moment we got out of the cars, it took us three and a half hours to to, to hike in. It was good. But the rest of the week was great. Um zero cell service. We were like an hour away from cell service. First time I've done I've been like that since I can
0: remember, and it was actually really good. We had a really good week. That's a nice feeling. I I think the last time that I was without cell service for that long was probably one of the times my wife and I went to Mexico, and it was mainly because I was cheap. That was my excuse. I didn't want to have my phone on and get charges for for roaming for roaming. So international roaming. Yeah, it was it was mainly. Cheapness, but it was it was really nice because I truly just I think we turned both phones off, put them in the little safe thing, just because safes are fun to use. I don't even know if they're if they're that uncrackable at hotels, but (laughs) they're probably like small enough and light enough they could just
1: pick up and walk. Yeah,
0: that's kind of what I thought, and then they could figure it out later. But I thought, oh well, we'll put it in here because I'm going to show that I'm a responsible person.
1: Yeah, so we, I turned my cell phone off basically when I, when I got out of the car on Monday. Turned it back on on the way out on Friday. So, like, my phone had, like, legit been turned off for five days. Turned it back on. It had 100% battery. I was like, yeah. <laughs> mine probably would have drained.
0: I, mine would have drained some. I, my phone's dying on me. But, and then you said you went to the zoo, Michael? I did, yes. Uh, we did... a like week of vacations
1: here. We did a
0: very, very quick whirlwind trip to the zoo. Uh, we have uh, our little girls. She's a little over a year and a half. I would say how many months she is, but I told myself I wouldn't do that once she was past a year. And I've already <laughs> broken that enough. So she's she's a little over a year and a half. Uh, we We loaded up Friday after work. My wife booked a hotel room, and uh, we grabbed my mom, and the four of us drove to Abilene Friday evening, and checked in the hotel, and then went to the zoo first thing Saturday morning. Had a great time. The weather was perfect. It was, I mean, it barely got into the 80s before we left, but my my little girl was she loves animals and stuff, but most of the places she's been has been petting zoos. So we think she was a little disappointed. Wanting to reach out, yeah. Like, I want to feel the. <laughs> she's a very adventurous little kid, and she like she loves to climb everything and loves to be in the middle of everything. So she was. I don't think she was that impressed with it, and we discovered that probably within the first fifteen minutes of being there. But we're like, and well, you're like, dang it, yeah. It's like it's we're a three hour drive. <laughs> we're here. Uh, we're gonna enjoy it and and we did we had an we had a really nice time there was a little train that goes around the zoo was way different from when I remember because I grew up around Abilene so we went to the zoo a lot for field trips or for church trips or for different reasons and I probably haven't been there in 20 years and I had no idea everything looked completely different Uh, there's a lot of birds which birds aren't the greatest most fun thing to see at a zoo, but (laughs) that, you know, the the zoo was fun, uh,
1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
0: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
0: You know, it was fun seeing my mom and Evelyn interact and everything, and it was just kind of fun to to do a a quick trip like we used to before we had kids. Uh, And it was also really great to uh, get a little bit of taco bueno for lunch on the before we hit the road back. So yeah, I mean, for (laughs) you know, Abilene Zoo was pretty nice. If anyone out there has some other zoo suggestions, I hear there's one in Amarillo to check out. That's You know, people either kind of love or hate, but, you know, it's closer. So we we may check that out.
1: Yeah, and so I grew up in the Dallas area, so I went to the Dallas Zoo and Fort Worth Zoo fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. And that was my, like, baseline for zoos. Oh, man, so you started out (laughs) up there. (laughs) And then it was earlier this spring, or I don't remember how long ago it was, but my in-laws here wanted to go to the zoo in Clovis. And it was an adventure, because first, it's Clovis, New Mexico.
0: Clovis has a zoo. zoo. This this is this is breaking news.
1: They have like a giraffe and a camel. They have a few birds. They have like deer and elk. It's like they trapped one nearby (coughs) and just put it in the zoo.
0: (laughs) Or it just wandered in and they never let it leave. (laughs) Basically. It's
1: not an impressive like it's it's not worth your time.
0: I kind of heard some. Or, uh, basically what my wife had read online was that the deal with Amarillo was, I think people were claiming that the it was more like cages. You know, it wasn't as, it wasn't a quote-unquote habitat looking places. You know, it was kind of like these animals were in cages and it wasn't as appealing. Whereas in Abilene, they, they really did a, a good job of creating a habitat or kind of a livable looking space area i've watched too much hgtv but <laughs> i i don't think that's going to affect me or um or our daughter because part of the reason she didn't like the zoo as much was because it was hard to see stuff we either had to lift her up to see stuff because there was too much vegetation that was mm-hmm. that it, it was too natural looking <laughs> animals were blending in everywhere you couldn't really see them she because she you know you'll point at something to her and and she won't really see it unless it's right in front of her she can't see far enough yet i I think to focus on something so i don't know maybe clovis is the way to go maybe we should uh, there's there's supposed to be a really good barbecue place in farwell maybe we should hit that up and cross into texaco there's actually supposed to be a really good
1: barbecue place between us off university
0: oh that's right
1: big ben's barbecue if anybody Looks shady af dude it isn't like but some dude's front yard
0: yeah i i think that's it's it's really it's really got potential it's really got potential we should do that's it that's true Maybe we should it, do it could be really good or really bad we should do a live remote from from big ben's
1: we should that would be really good
0: we just show up yeah, hey, we're with hey, dude. The, we're
1: going to we're going to order barbecue and we're going to sit here for an hour and a half talking football.
0: We're going to say, "Hey, I need to speak with Ben, please." And <laughs> Can we and bring him out here. Could you please No, not no, 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 not little Ben. Big Ben. Big ben. Mm-hmm. Big ben. Please bring Big Ben out and and tell him it's the 23 Personnel podcast guys and he's going to say, "Of and, course I know who you are." And,
1: and explain the pigs for sale sign on the front gate.
0: <laughs> Is there really one?
1: Yes. <laughs> Big Ben's barbecue next to it pigs for sales like are you selling your meat or (laughs) (laughs) maybe whole hog maybe
0: that's what he means
1: (laughs) all right this is uh sports talk in july that's what you get yep no we actually have a lot of football We're, we're just doing straight football today um there was baseball and basketball question marks in the notes I deleted them. I was like, nope, we're going straight football.
0: Yeah, the question mark on my on my part was just generous. I thought if he had something, we'll throw it in there, but I don't I don't know what's going on with those two.
1: I have stopped following basketball. I know there's a video that came out that said there's 100 days before the next season starts. Like that seems awfully fast, but makes sense. Yeah. But we're like a month away from football, so let's talk about that since I keep wanting to say spring football. No, it's fall camp. The last few weeks of fall practice start this week imminently within a couple of days. Um, I'm getting ready for the the season. I think we're going to do over the next couple of weeks, we'll probably do more in-depth opponent previews or preseason previews. Today, we're going to talk about the Texas football Bible that came out, the 2018 version of Dave Campbell's Texas football, all 400 pages of it coming at you. I'm just kidding. We're not going to read 400 <laughs> pages of it. But there is a Texas Tech section that is one, two, three, four, five, six pages. We'll get to that. Um Got some Kirby Cut news, There's a tweet, and a radio show announcement. Oh. He's coming after us, our show,
0: Michael. He is. He, he's he's to... targeting us specifically. Yep, and then
1: uh, the most reputable sports source out there, TMZ, dropped some, some hot takes on us yesterday, Monday?
0: I think I it was, it was Monday. yes. Yeah, it was Monday.
1: So we'll talk about that. Um, Got some listener questions. There's a really good one from Kyle Jacobson about starting odds on the quarterback. I was like, I had to look up what those numbers meant. I was like, ooh, those are really good numbers. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I think he's got a really good line
1: there. He does. And we'll get to that. Uh, The hot news segment, the cord-cutting corner. Michael's got an update for us. And then a couple things on what we learned. But let's go back and start talking about football. Let's start off with this tweet you found. Um, I don't know if it was a Texas Tech fan or just a Texas college football. Not Texas, like University of Texas, but. Um, oh, wait, he says he's a No, we're good. He, he is a Tech fan. So at Grady Benton 777 tweets directly at Kirby Hoka. and says, hey, man, absolutely love the job you're doing. But as a Tech fan and lifelong friend of several Aggies, can we please get them on the football schedule before we all die? Question mark. Kirby Hokeup responds. Um, same day, I, I I don't know how much time was in between it. He says, "We're in." Takes two to play.
0: I I'm, I'm all for this. I welcome this Dude, with open arms.
1: Now I I, I know that he, there's probably some politics going on here, but like the way he phrased it, it, sounds like we're ready to go. We're waiting on them.
0: That's exactly how I yeah I, I thought that too. Whether that's even true or not.
1: No, but like he said it first. So AM can suck it.
0: Yeah, he, he he phrased it in a certain way to to where you could completely interpret it that well. We've reached out to them and told them that we would be willing to put them on the schedule, whether they have or not. It doesn't matter. But it's also just a fact. It does take two to play. So yeah,
1: you can't play the Aggies without without the Aggies being there. You
0: can't dispute it. It's a pretty it's a pretty good uh, it's a pretty good little statement. That's just four words that you can read a couple things into. I. I know we talked about it a while back. I, I think it was another great listener question. I think someone asked who we missed the most from the old Big 12. And A&M was definitely number one for me because they were uh, – it was a pretty even rivalry, and they're a very interesting group of people to <laughs> to make yes, fun of. And then, you know, they've got a lot of great things that they could make fun of. Of us, so it, it just it worked pretty well. Uh, they have the superiority status where they barely acknowledged Tech exists, and I I don't know. They they if were you look fun. at the
1: record of like the last ten games. I think Tech was like eight and two.
0: Yeah, Tech pretty much closed out uh, owning College Station, but
1: we're seven and three. It, it was yeah, it, it was something,
0: something like that. It was pretty dominant, but I I would just love it. I think it'd be great. I home and home. I, I doubt th- I really doubt they'd give us a home and home. They'd probably pull that no, Jones the, they, ATT T stadium all, um, BS.
1: They I remember when we were talking about this several years ago and there was, we were actually like addressing it on like Tex ags or something stupid. And the Aggies were like there's no there's no way we would the Aggies would give up money of pl- not playing a home game. It makes no sense. So it was like makes sense from a interest standpoint of like you can either play a Lamar, which Tech is and it should be a stupid game, like empty stadium. Or you can play like Texas Tech, Texas A&M, home and home, pack both stadiums for both of those games.
0: Yeah, I I almost think, and I said Jones AT&T Stadium because I was thinking Jerry Jones. I almost think if, if they did do it at Jerry World, do you think they could fill it up? Absolutely, I think so too. I, I, you know, no one likes to hear this, but there's a lot of Aggies out there, and they could they could buy a lot of seats. I mean, and so would they Tech. They could take the 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 Tech allotment that that we don't sell. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I, don't, I, don't think, I, tech I wouldn't. think there would be more if there was a chance to. There would probably be more A and M fans there than. Than tech fans, let's be realistic. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing.
1: They it, would be calling into the tech ticket office and be buying up our tickets and yeah, crap like that. I, which is fine. It's money that goes back to our school. But
0: I think that if if they did it there, okay, you know. But I, I really think the way to do it would be a home and home to get the true old school Big Twelve Southwest Conference feel back to it. So right, nicely done, so, Mr. Hocut
1: Yes. If you're still listening, let us know what you would like to see with a Texas Texas A&M series rekindling, whether it's a home-and-home, neutral site. Um, So just really quick, back to the Kirby Hokuts tweet, as like the one, two, the six words it was in a hashtag. From the 27th of July, which is four days ago when we recorded this, it had 700 likes. I, I could probably look it up into a more accurate number but like
0: that's a lot I think once you hit 700 it has to happen. to happen whatever you whatever you tweeted it has to it has to become law now I think that's how it's ratified in the in the Twitterverse the Twitterverse yeah 700 look Let's it up it's in, it's in the really it's in quick. the fine I'm print I'm doing it he's checking oh, it hold on Sorry. You
1: want me to sing? Six ninety seven. Oh, so it like it died off right after you took that screenshot. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Which we have at six ninety six. So. Well. All right. Let's let's talk about some TMZ because that's that's my favorite source of sports news.
0: That's where right? I go. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's, it's my first stop in the morning. It's not staking the planes. It's TMZ.
0: Yep. TMZ first, always. They had a uh,
1: interesting article come out with Baker Mayfield's perspective of how he was disrespected and slighted by Kingsbury, and how as soon as King as soon as Mayfield hurt his knee against Kansas, that like Kingsbury basically disinvited him from the quarterback and offensive meetings, and wouldn't give him the time of day, and obviously wasn't going to give him a, a scholarship at the end of the season, which we all know was ridiculous because. He couldn't give scholarships until some part way into the spring. And a couple guys that were still on the roster at that point got, got scholarships. So there were scholarships available. Um, obviously, if Mayfield was still with the team, would have been the first one to get a scholarship. Um, but, you know, of course, he and his daddy were like, no, he, Kingsbury hates us and blah, blah, blah. Really ridiculous. So I didn't watch the series or the video. I just read this ridiculous article and some of the quotes from Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Really nothing new. If you haven't read it yet, it's Mayfield being Mayfield. So yeah, s- save yourself some time searching out the article and save them some clicks.
0: Yeah, but I, I think
1: the best part was Kingsbury's response. Like that afternoon, I don't know if like they had it back to back and they just waited a little while to release Kingsbury's part of it. By the way, he basically said, um, "I've always been a fan of Mayfield." Thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was it. I, I think, you know, Mayfield. I actually watched the clip. I hate, I hate myself. I went to TMZ. I watched the clip. It's really tame. Uh, you know, he he talks about how things changed after his injury and. Which I don't remember him being injured, but I just I, remember him sucking. I do remember, I do remember that now because that was why Webb came in and started. But and he keeps mentioning that he went five and or the article keeps mentioning that it he went five and zero oh as a starter, and that's not true because he started two other games, and the five games he won only one of them was against a decent team, and that was TCU, in that weird Fox game. I'm, I'm not trying to trash him. I'm not here but, to trash but him, but it just he, was,
1: he didn't throw the winning touchdown. That's right.
0: Webb did that. That's that's a good point.
1: Mayfield threw one touchdown. It was like 10 seconds into the first quarter and then nothing. Yeah. Like we
0: scored really early on on the first drive and then it was nothing. But what gets me, I mean, it doesn't get me so much what he said, but gosh, this TMZ article is so terrible because the headline of it says, Baker Mayfield rips Cliff Kingsbury. You treated me like trash. Yes, there it was. Which Mayfield never said that. Uh, he never said that at all. What he said was pretty just matter-of-factly, and it was kind of like, all right, not a big deal. Some of this can be disputed. Uh, But there's other stuff in the article wording that says, essentially saying the guy kicked him to the curb when he got injured. And then, uh, what else did he say? But Mayfield says what really pissed him off was when tech officials told him they didn't have a scholarship for him. And it's just... Ah, TMC well, is the worst. That
1: may have been true. Like, we don't have a scholarship for you right now. Right. So like, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess out of there. There could be some truth to that statement that Tech said, "We don't have a scholarship for you." But that wasn't the the end of the of that statement. Like, "We don't have a scholarship for you right now. We don't have a scholarship because we can't give one right
0: now." Yeah. Or as 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 much fun as it is to give Mayfield grief. I, this is pretty low on the, on my, uh, anger scale or whatever you want to call it. I, I think he just, he was obviously probably asked about it and he told his side of it. It's, it's a docu series on Fox sports called all the way up. That's where they pulled the clip from. And I haven't seen the whole thing because I probably won't, but it's yeah, not, not a big search deal. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal, but yeah, exactly, echoing back to what Kingsbury responded with was pretty much exactly what Spencer said. The exact quote says, I've always been a huge fan of Baker and loved working with him. He had an incredible career at Oklahoma, and I wish him nothing but continued success as he begins his NFL career. So, you know, I'm glad he he responded.
1: Well, he doesn't respond to the allegations of everything else, which he shouldn't have. No,
0: just leave it open. That's okay.
1: Because you don't want to get into a back and forth through TMZ. Right. And it was just really classy. Anyways, I think that's probably far too much Baker Mayfield talk. <laughs> yeah. He's in the NFL now. He's playing for the worst organization on the planet. Best of luck. He's a millionaire. He'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Let's actually talk about some tech football, some new not news per se, but some new content, new material to, to cuss and discuss about. The 2018 Dave Campbell's Texas Football came out. I don't know how long ago. I picked it up last night um, for the uh, the uh, steal of ten dollars and ninety five cents. Woo! Which you're like, we spent 11 dollars on a magazine. This is a book, guys. It's four hundred pages. It's a text. It is it, the, is. it is the text. But I want to start off. So I, I read the the text section.
0: A reading. Inter- a reading little. from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a reading from the book of Dave Campbell. <laughs> oh gosh!
0: A reading from Campbell. <laughs> so the author
1: for most of the Big Twelve stuff was David Ubbin, and you you guys remember him from when he was the Big Twelve reporter for ESPN. That's right. Um, I remember
0: that he got he got the job for that. Uh, I remember that tweet a couple of months ago. So I'm, I'm glad that he was able to to contribute so quickly on this.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's there are solid write ups. I've read a couple of them. Um, but I want to start off with some trivia for you. Okay, so in, in here in the article, it's okay. Let me ask you: When do you think the last winning season was for Tech?
0: Texas Tech football.
1: Yes, last winning season.
0: Uh, okay, regular season.
1: This has this has the total thirteen games on it, which is a spoiler alert. Sorry.
0: Ah, okay, that was twenty thirteen.
1: No, it's actually twenty fifteen. Oh. They went seven and six. Was that? That was the year they lost LSU.
0: Yeah, that was when we got hammered by Fournette. Oh, so bad. Okay. Okay.
1: Last ten win season. This one's easy.
0: Uh, 2008.
1: Mhm. Last bowl game. This one's also e- easy because it was so last year.
0: Team. Or yep. Yeah, it was last okay. year. 2017.
1: <laughs> yes. This predates my Tech fan- fandom by oh. Uh, I'm not, not going to give you a certain – I'm not going to give you a date, date range because you know when I started. Last conference title.
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, I think they won the Southwest Conference at some point. Yes. Uh, what if I give you a range? Would you accept a okay. range? Sure. I'm going to say like between 88 and 90, somewhere around there. That's possible, but that's not the latest
1: one. This one says last conference title was 1994. They were Southwest Conference co-champs.
0: Oh, okay. That, I think the Big 12 started in 96 or somewhere around there. 98. Was it 98? I think so. Okay.
1: Okay. Last Consensus All-American.
0: Oh, man. I couldn't tell you I'll that. I'll check the
1: name on them, really. Do what? The last one. I'll, I'll check the name. You, you don't have to give me a year. Oh, I'll yeah. i the name.
0: The name. Uh, consensus? Mm-hmm. Was it Crabtree?
1: Not the latest one.
0: Oh. There's been one between... We why Jeopardy music. Why am I having trouble with this? Okay, can you give me a position? Tight end. Amaro, Jason Morrow. Yes. That, that was who I was going <laughs> to guess, believe it or not.
1: Okay, the last time Tech was ranked... The last preseason AP ranking.
0: Oh man, this,
1: this, is, this is this is a long time ago. Oh, it was like the... surprisingly long ago. This is 2008. It was the last time Tech was ranked in the preseason in the AP poll.
0: What were they in the 20s? 12. Really? Hmm. Well, you know we did do pretty well in 2007.
1: Yeah, and then everybody was coming back. Right. That's true. Okay. Last postseason AP ranking.
0: Uh I think also we were Mike ranked, Leach year. Is it really? I kind of thought we got ranked in yeah, the Holiday Bowl. No, that wouldn't make sense. Well, I guess yeah, I guess the, the Alamo Bowl. Was it 09? Yep.
1: 2009. They finished the season at 21. Um last first round NFL draft pick, Patrick Mahomes. correct yes but this this box is wrong it, it says Crabtree
0: oh but they Mahomes must have written that before why would they even yeah, Mahomes yeah that, was the that's last strange one. yep
1: good call last win versus an AP top 10 this will disappoint and break your heart
0: was it against Texas nope oh no 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 okay there was OU in Norman, there was—I think we beat Mizzou. So it's not
1: that far back.
0: It's not that far back. Gosh, I don't. Two thousand
1: twelve versus number five West Virginia.
0: Oh, that's yep. Okay, because I was like, I don't think Kingsbury has one. Tuberville. I, that's why I kept yeah. going back to Tuberville. I knew OU was one and
1: Missouri. All right, was this one's one. easy. Last player to receive Heisman votes.
0: It was actually two. What do you mean? There's, your there's hint. two. What'd you say?
1: I said there's your hint. Oh, it was, was two. it was
0: Harrell and Crabtree.
1: Yep, 2008. Car- Harrell finished fourth. Crabtree finished fifth. Which is ridiculously too low, and we are running way, way behind. <laughs> that took way too long. No, we're good. Sorry. We've
0: got five minutes. Sort of. Yeah,
1: sure. We got five minutes to finish like the rest of this book.
0: Y'all don't know, but we're really trying to do this in an hour this time, so we're, we're going for it. Sorry, go ahead.
1: So, so there there were a couple things in each, in the offense and defensive sections I wanted to touch on. Um, again, this is more of a question I want to ask you. They they picked preseason offensive player of the year. Who do you think it was?
0: Preseason. Uh... Is it Vasher? Nope. Jack Anderson. Who is Jack Anderson? Sorry.
1: <laughs> He's the offensive lineman. Uh, it was nearly a five-star. No offense. No
0: offense to the lineman. And you were,
1: you were being sarcastic. Wow, I missed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I wasn't being sarcastic. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> okay, so this other point I thought, um, they, he points out that Tech will have youth at the quarterback position. This that's year, because sure. we'll have, I think McLean Carter will be the oldest as a junior. Um, but get this: it says the entire roster of quarterbacks has forty-eight career pass attempts.
0: That's not. That's not worth. That's not even
1: a full game's worth. No, it's not for a starter.
0: That's not. Um, that's half a game if you're Pat Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. And then there was was quite a few quotes in this little section by uh, Travis Bruffy, who will be the starting left tackle. Um, And he was asked about some kind of high points or what what they're looking for this season. Um, And he pointed to the young quarterbacks behind him. And he said, with a young quarterback, keeping him comfortable and letting him play his game is a huge factor. (laughs) This is good. If we're letting people run by us, you could have Aaron Rodgers back there and we wouldn't win games. Good one. So, That's true. obviously, the offensive line is feeling some pressure. I would say with um, some young guys behind them,
0: right? Well, and they're they're probably feeling a little bit of pressure because they're older and they're kind of a more. Sure, and the entire group is coming back. Yeah, so they, they, there they... are expectations. Right, there's a little bit of more expectations on the, on that group this year than the previous.
1: Yep, the other thing—it's actually a quote from David Gibbs on the offensive section. Um, David Ubbin says, "This spring they, the offense, were searching for an identity." Quote from Gibbs, and I think they found one.
0: Oh, Ooh. oh.
1: Well, we'll just have to see how that shakes out. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Triple they also option, a, baby. Yeah, they also have a depth chart, which it's not totally accurate because it will not accurate as in they don't have Seth Collins in here. Um. One guy they say to look out for on the depth chart that I could just break through is Daquan Bowman. I don't think that's much of a surprise for people that were paying attention this spring. He was really good. Agreed. Probably starting as an inside receiver. Um, they've listed all three quarterbacks with oars next to their name. <laughs> McLean Carter, Jet Duffy, Allen Bowman. Um, okay, but let's go to defense really quickly. Um. Again, I'm not like reading you the, this this article because I paid for it, and I'm sure they want you to pay for it as well. But there are some quotes because David Gibbs is like gives Mike
0: Leach level worthy quotes. I know. I wish he would. I wish he was They're allowed just, to be in front of the mic or be interviewed more. He's because he delivers yeah, it, it was, so it was, dryly. Like his first
1: too. year, he got in trouble because he was just too blunt. Like we suck. <laughs> And like last year, they're like, no, you're not getting in front of the camera. But this one, he's back in front. Um, But it's kind of, it's, he slights Tech of old and says, we're not like that anymore. He says, you couldn't, you couldn't just hand the ball off and get 10 yards against Tech like you used to be able to. We started to control down in distance. So
0: that's not a, I mean, it is a slight, but it's not. Uh, it's not untrue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's an accurate slide.
1: David Ubbin actually, like the last little part of his defensive breakdown, he actually goes on to say with a continuity, continuity, continuity. Whoa. That's it. it. Is. <laughs> continuity on the defensive staff um, that it's time for the defense to soar.
0: Oh, man. It's a
1: like they're getting some prediction. high praise.
0: Yeah, they are. They, they really are from a lot of different areas, too.
1: And what's interesting, on the next page, they do a player spotlight, but the defensive preseason player of the year is not the player spotlight on the next page. So who do you think the defensive preseason player of the year is? Dakota Allen? Nope.
0: Ja'Shawn Johnson? Like, yes. why, why did I have trouble saying that? <laughs> Ja'Shawn Johnson. <laughs> that. So was...
1: obviously the uh, player profile on the next page is Dakota Allen, and they talk about... His, you know his um, leaving the program going to East Mississippi and coming back um, actually some really great quotes from Gibbs saying you know once we knew he had taken care of business at Eastern Mississippi there was like he was working as hard as he could to get cliff excuse me coach Kingsbury whoa
0: hey there Don
1: <laughs> coach Kingsbury and uh, Hokut. On his side to bring him back. Um, because they knew, like his warts, as, as he said, um, that they were. Oh, okay. So he says, I just thought we knew his warts, but we know he's a good kid. Is there any chance we can get him back? So they were working to get him back, which I think was really cool. Obviously, it's going to pay out because, you know, he led the team in tackles was up there gonna be a huge part of the defense this year, along with other linebackers, um, Jordan Brooks and Rico Jeffers. Dude, like there's not really a three man rotation of linebackers in the rest of the conference that I would feel more comfortable with than those three.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. So I'm just like blown through this article and you're just like, yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm well, yeah. I mean that's <laughs> Okay, so so here's here's going to be some discussion. They also have a 2018 schedule and predictions. Really quickly, just give me your agree, disagree, as I go through it. Okay, I'm ready. Ole Miss win. Ooh. <laughs> I know it's like this is the strangest prediction because like a lot of these have been like I wouldn't have picked that. Ole Miss win. Hmm. Lamar win. Yes. Houston loss.
0: No, that's at home.
1: At Oklahoma State, win. No. (laughs) Home against West Virginia, loss.
0: Mm, Yeah, I could see that. At TCU, loss. No.
1: Home against Kansas, win. Yes. At Iowa State, win.
0: Mm, No.
1: (laughs) Home against Oklahoma, loss. Yeah. Home against Texas, loss.
0: No, because i that's like the one that I'm picking. At Kansas State win. Yeah, I could see that. We should finally do that. Baylor in Arlington loss. No, God no. I know,
1: right? It's like so he got to six and six. But like, I would have, I would have flipped like four of those six wins. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like he could have, you could have gone either side of those and still come out with six and six pretty easily.
1: Yeah, and then predicted bowl, Armed Forces Bowl versus SMU. That would be interesting. Not like that'd be really like fun to watch, but like like you don't really see a Power Five team in that bowl game. No, and it's like it's usually like Air Force and Houston or
0: right, <laughs> right. No or
1: SMU as they have it here. Yeah. Okay, and they picked a game of the year: at Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Do you agree with that?
0: For a game of I think the year that, as a Tech fan?
1: Yeah, I, I think that would be a good barometer setting for the rest of the season. But by that point, you've I've already played
0: a group of five and a power five school. I think, okay, when does, when's the West Virginia game? Is that the after The next that?
1: week after Oklahoma State. So Oklahoma State is September 22nd, West Virginia is September 29th.
0: I can kind of see the point for Oklahoma State being game of the year if you went into it
1: 3-0. And if you win that game, you're like...
0: Yeah, you're you're 4-0, you've gotten that monkey off your back, and you're heading home to to play West Virginia. So uh, that's, a, that's a decent argument if you look at it that way. Uh, I, I think West Virginia's got to be up there too just because there's kind of some hype and Heisman talk and all that
1: which With, you should be able to shut that down, right? Like just, just end that, that campaign. Yes. End of September. No, Will Greer is not winning the Heisman. And,
0: and I'm partially, I'm partially picking that one because that's the one that uh, my three good friends have decided to come into town for. So the four of us, you, us are going to go to that game. So it's it's, it's going to be good, dang Virginia. It.
1: <laughs> these last few years, like that, like you lost to him last two times ago when they were in Lubbock on a, like a sixty-yard last-second field goal
0: yeah and then you blew, and a last huge time they came to Lubbock in, you got and West Virginia, a,
1: yeah, and then you know I, I was going to say that you got punked before the game and you got blown out by a mediocre West Virginia team at home, and last year should have won, you didn't close the game out, couldn't kick a field goal, you couldn't keep a drive going in the fourth quarter. they scored like 50 points on you. In ten minutes, I
0: felt like I'd also throw in OU as possible game of the year because, I mean, OU they're definitely not going to be. It's not like they're going to go four and eight this year or something. But they don't have uh, a very talented quarterback that you know people sometimes refuse to admit that he was talented. They don't have him this year, and they are missing some key guys that they had last year. So that could be a, a, a big game. Uh, if they're coming into Lubbock, and you know we've only lost two or three, and have shown so some the, promise, that, it, that could be pretty big too.
1: You have a question here from your friend Adam that I think <laughs> plays into this. Yeah, and, and we'll get to that more specifically. But he's talking about like if all of the Big Twelve is down, which we should, talked about on should, the last should process. Tech's expectations not be higher? Right,
0: like they have a chance to take down more teams, which I, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, we mentioned that on the last podcast, y'all, you and Hunter kind of brought that up and kind of made me rethink things a little bit uh, about the possibility of the Big 12 being down, and if that's the case, should our expectations change? And that's exactly what what he gets into yeah. pretty bluntly on his question. <laughs> so, if you haven't
1: yet, go buy it. Go buy the Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Really good, great. Um, resource for not just, you know, Texas Tech, but all Texas college teams. They've got some little previews on um, the rest of the Big 12 and then even smaller ones on the rest of conferences. One more thing before we move on. They, they highlight five true freshmen or incoming freshmen that I think could make an impact this year. If you've been paying attention to the spring, I don't think it, the first three are really going to like be surprises. The sleepers they picked, I think, would be really interesting to see. So the, the top three would be two wide receivers, Eric Ez- Ezukanma, And I, I practiced that. I was going to get it right, and I'm, I missed it. <laughs> the Keller Timber Creek receiver, Eric Ezukanma. The Abilene Cooper receiver, Myler Royals. He was here oh, for the spring, yeah. was in the spring game. Yep. And Grapevine quarterback, Alan Bowman. Yep. Getting All a lot three of, could play really significant time this year. I know. Getting a lot
0: of, uh, <laughs> getting a lot of stuff on the old rumor mill about Bowman.
1: Yep. And then the Sleepers, um, wide receiver from Burnett, Sterling Galbin. They go on to say he, like he's a prototypical inside receiver for tech. Quick, sticky hands, um, smaller in stature, but could be really um, meaningful. He could play some meaningful snaps. And then all purpose back, Tejon Henry. And his was more like he can. Not necessarily a breakthrough as a running back year one, but he could make an impact coming in like as a receiver on third down or on special teams. So
0: maybe a check down guy or something even.
1: Eric Ezukanma, Myler Royals, Alan Bowman, Sterling Galvin, and Tejon Henry. Be looking for those guys. We'll talk about them a lot more, obviously, coming up this season. Um you yeah, haven't picked up the book go get it michael you can borrow mine if you want it
0: i want to because i want to read about the merkel badgers and see how they're doing
1: <laughs> yeah like so i was telling michael before we started they also do extensive high school previews and i was just looking up for my high school and figured out that um there are so I, I i i gave you the wrong number at first michael there's 32 6a districts in texas gosh so not thirty-two six A schools, but thirty-two districts of six A schools.
0: I can't even. That's a lot of 6A. big boy football. Yeah, and you went to a six A, didn't you?
1: It wasn't at the time, like because six A. Well, they didn't have the classification was a new division yet. created after. But I was at the top of. A, I, mean, I was a five A, and it was like we weren't at like the we weren't at the the cutoff point between four and five A. We were very solidly a five A. and we got moved up to a six A when that division was created. So, my goodness. And then all the schools that we played in our district moved up to 6A. So, I mean, it wasn't like we were mixed. Um, we were in, we are currently in District 12, 6A. Just really quickly, for you uh, high school football fans out there, that would include, sorry, District 11, 6A the Mesquite Horn Jaguars is the school I went to. It's also the school that Jakeem Grant went to. Uh, a couple players from OU. Uh, Tyler Lee Red Raiders. <laughs> oh, Tyler Lee. Tyler, or, uh, Longview Lobos. The Mesquite Skeeters. North Mesquite Stallions. That's the school I went to before I transferred. Rockwall Yellow Jackets. Rockwall Heath. Those are all in the district. The only thing, the only team that used to be in this district that isn't is Tyler John Tyler.
0: That's uh, how many people were in your high school?
1: So we had nearly 3000.
0: My gosh.
1: My hometown no, was 2800 people. I had a friend that told me his graduating class was like 1600, it was like good grade. Oh my dude. gosh. <laughs> Can you just imagine like that graduation ceremony?
0: No, I reading I can't. off
1: 1600 names.
0: Even if they surely they would have break broken it up somehow, you know. A, a through F L. will go at eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we gotta half this thing up. So, a
1: couple more points before we move on to questions. Fifteen minutes late. Um. I guess this was a a point that Seth brought up in a, a most in a, in a recent um, morning stake. It was a morning stake that
0: writes. What? It was a morning stake. Sorry, you yeah. cut out a little bit.
1: Yeah, is a writer for Oklahoma uh, Blatant Homerism on Twitter. Uh, He says, Word to the wise, college football is better when you accept that winning a national championship isn't the point. I would disagree. Like, it is the point, at least for the competition-wise, but it's not reasonable for even 10 schools to expect to be competing for that. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not in those, like, Six or eight schools, and don't don't get you know so heartbroken when you're not there.
0: Yeah, it, I think it's a good way to live on. Uh, you know, when when you lose your first or second game, because if if you were thinking, oh man, we're we're gonna win the ship this year, this is this is it, this is our year, and then you lose game three of the year, and you're just devastated because you think there's no chance. So uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe don't take it to that point before the season starts. So, um, if and if winning a national championship isn't the point, then what is? I guess they're arguing that just uh, it's a game. Just, it's entertainment. It's a game. It's it's fun it, to play. It's an
1: opportunity for the student athletes to go to school.
0: Yeah, for the for the, the really wholesome reasons um, that that people say when we talk about paying players that. Uh, Well, you know, it's it's an education, and uh, they're they're molding minds and everything. But but yeah, I I do think it is that is legitimate. There's some legitimacy to that, and it's the point. As a fan, is just to be a fan, is to observe, get to do what we're doing, uh, have our friends send us text messages saying crazy things. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah, just just enjoy it for what it is. So I, I see. I think that's kind of more what he was getting at.
1: All right, one more thing: we finally set a date for our fantasy draft. Um, well, we said that, and then we'll probably be in the, moving it. But we will release the episode where we do our fantasy draft the week of the first game. Yes. So that first game will be Saturday the first. We will release that episode, the twenty eighth the 29th whenever we decided to uh, we may end up recording a little early because Michael's got some family coming in be looking forward to that because we will be doing that recording as we draft trash talking and everything Um, Michael and I will be going head to head drafting from only the Big 12 which should be interesting now that we're like question mark at the quarterback position and (laughs) yeah
0: how many tech players are we going to have on our team That would
1: that will be the barometer of our homerism.
0: <laughs> I think. The, I think the one thing that we'll probably really fight over tech wise will be TJ Vasher or the defense. <laughs> I would probably. I'd probably try to grab that defense, but the defense special teams that's kind of worrisome if it's a lump deal. Depending on how our draft is done,
1: it is so those defense special teams oh, are coming no. together. Oh no! Oh no! Well. <laughs>
0: Not not kickers. Oh, kickers are. D- like that's right. That's defense
1: right. and special teams as like the
0: returners. Yeah, you're you're right. My bad. I was lumping the, I was lumping them all together. Okay, but, but kickers and like field goals and extra points. That's another player you have to draft. So it's separate from the defense. All right. So I, I'll I'm I'm gonna nail this draft as y'all can tell already.
1: Looking forward to this. <laughs> all right. Let's get to some questions. Um, this is from your friend, so I'll, I'll let you kind of tee it up and clean it up
0: because it was. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure how much I can clean it up. I'll try a little bit. Uh, not long after we recorded our last episode, uh, my friend Adam sent me this text, and it's a long text. It was like three, three texts on my phone, and I was like, "Okay, well, we'll you definitely have an Android address that it." That
1: won't put them together.
0: I do. I, is that what it is? Because some well, sometimes people will send me a text, and it'll all come in one text. Anyway, I don't know. Um, it's probably so,
1: like. It, it probably gets broken up when it when it crosses platforms so like if an android text an android are probably all in one
0: he does have an iphone so that's probably apple it. to
1: apple probably all one but if you break it up it's like
0: one of three that's got to be it okay all right well his question and it goes back to what we talked about on the last podcast if the big 12 is going to be down this year shouldn't we expect more from the team or cliff than to get by with six or seven wins and a expletive deleted bowl game. Even if the defense even if the defense improves, but we suck on offense and it costs us, that's especially on Cliff. He's the offensive and QB savant. If the Big Twelve really does suck this year, we should really expect eight wins at least. Otherwise, let's rip off the Band Aid and just move on. So So where, Interesting so I, perspective, I, and I, you know, I really liked, I really liked what he asked there.
1: I, I will put it this way: I think the opportunity to swing more games is there if the defense, if the Big Twelve is down as a whole. Yeah, I think it's still. But I don't think I don't think you can really raise your expectations because you were also going to be down. There's just more of an opportunity to get like the win in Stillwater or the win. In Manhattan, or you know, if you sold your soul to get both wins against Texas and Oklahoma at home,
0: yeah. I I mean, I think it's still too or I I, I do think the Big Twelve may be down, but it's one of those things you're going to have to reevaluate probably halfway through the season and see how they've done against out-of-conference teams and uh, just kind of how they've they've done overall and then if if it's true that the big 12 is down and we're still you know we're two and four or whatever then yeah that's that's really not going to bode well at all so i yeah no one's excited about six or seven wins in a pos bowl game that's no one's pumped about that and if the Big Twelve like the is
1: Armed Forces Bowl against SMU, yeah, ex- yeah. Pumped.
0: And if the if the Big Twelve really is down, and then that's what happens, it, you know. Gosh, that's depressing. But yeah, it, he's. I think he's right though. If if it does come out that the Big Twelve is down, if we get about halfway through and we can we can kind of see there's no clear front runner except for maybe one, and. Then we should really maybe adjust our expectations depending on how we've played. To around eight wins, that's seems crazy to me. But if if they're down, we've got to take advantage of it. I, I'm talking in circles, man. I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good perspective to look at. Look at that and kind of rethink. It's going to be things. something
1: that we'll be talking about probably into like week ten. Yeah, week ten we'll still it's be a like big twelve down. Yeah, I know. But
0: well, you know, but that uh that.
1: The team yeah, up in like,
0: Norman's doing pretty good. or so, Yeah. Yeah, like
1: we'll win against Oklahoma State and then like lose to Kansas or or no, you lose to Kansas, it's a bad year
0: regardless. Or Oklahoma uh, State will, you know, trounce OU by three touchdowns or, or something. Yeah. It, so it'll, it'll reverse itself. And it, it'll be one of those like
1: like transitive properties. We'll, we'll beat Oklahoma State by three touchdowns. Oklahoma will beat... Us by three touchdowns. You know, it's yeah. that weird thing like we, like there's a ring of three teams that all beat each other. Like that shouldn't have
0: happened. <laughs> yeah. Why did Why did that happen at all? And they were all home games or something crazy. Yeah.
1: All right. Next question. The only other question we got, which I think is a really good one, uh, from Kyle Jacobson. If I gave you the following odds on who the starting quarterback is against Ole Miss, so not like the whole season, just game one. Who are you taking? He's got Jet Duffy at even odds. Okay, Alan Bowman at plus two hundred, Carter at plus eight hundred. So, for those that aren't familiar, I had to look this up. Um, theoretical betting: if you were to place a hundred dollars on Duffy and he starts, you would win a hundred dollars, so you'd get two hundred dollars back. If you bet a hundred dollars on Bowman as a starter and he was, then you'd get three hundred dollars. Carter bet a hundred, you'd get nine hundred back. So your initial hundred plus the plus whatever. Yep. Um, Which is really interesting that Carter came in third at such a big number because like betting like plus 800 like ooh like if I were to bet money and knowing what I know about like the I guess hesitancy to start Duffy um, and Bowman may have some arm strength issues not that Carter has a big arm or anything like that Plus eight hundred is really intriguing for Carter. Yes. Bowman being up like solidly second is also really interesting.
0: I, I, I would completely, I, I would completely go, and I didn't know if you're going to go this way or not. Uh, just because I like to bet here and there when I can, uh, I would pick Carter because I, I the odds. Gosh. If, if you're going to put in a hundred bucks and get back nine hundred, that's who I'd put my hundred bucks on because the, the return is such a good uh, a good possible return. And then he is the only one who's actually started a game at Tech for he Clark Kingsbury. He probably has a
1: forty-eight pass attempts on the road. Mentioned.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he should be or not, but, uh, but man, we've
1: also seen Kingsbury's not hesitant to start a true freshman, right? Yeah, Bowman has been here since the spring. I
0: just, I just see, I just see that plus eight hundred, and I think I've got to put a hundred dollars on that and just see what happens. That's <laughs> that's how I see it. So I don't know if that completely answers what we were getting at or not, but that is what I would do if those were sitting in front of me, and I had a hundred dollars and I had to put it on one of them. I would put it on Carter just because I, I would, I would love to see nine hundred bucks come back my way.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the, the risk of losing a hundred. To gaining nine hundred or to gaining eight hundred, yeah, yeah, is enough. I I think I agree with you. I'd also go with Carter because he has he has experience, um,
0: and that plus eight hundred is really tasty. And so far, (laughs) I've I've been hearing on Double T, I think he's the only one who's been who's been made available for media, ever. Well, he's also like not a freshman, which I think is their rule. Okay, okay, I don't think I knew about the freshman rule, but. I mean, in Duffy, it kind of makes sense. They they they're, probably want to shield him a little bit more. Yeah, shield him a little bit, or have it to where they can address. If they want to ask him anything about the spring, they can just all address it at once and get it over with.
1: But now he may be made available going forward into like the fall camps and everything, especially if there's like if it becomes a two quarterback race instead of a three quarterback race. Right. And he's in it. Um. But yeah. Yeah, great question. I, I, Kyle. I would not expect to hear from Bowman even if he's a starter all year, because of their freshman rule.
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: All right, so we're putting money on Carter.
0: Yep. Oh, I'm putting money on Carter. That plus 800. That's I can't resist it.
1: All right. Let's 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 get your SunLink update. I'm okay. This juicy note in here has just got me really intrigued.
0: So, okay. Uh, cord cutting corner. Um, Okay, so for, for those of y'all who don't know, I'm currently on Suddenlink with cable and internet, and we're looking to... Are you still with them? Because like last time we talked, you said you were days away
1: from, from canceling. Well,
0: that's that's the story. Uh, what happened was my wife's phone died on July 16th, oddly enough, the day that we canceled the insurance <laughs> on both of our phones. Which somehow costs $21 a month. So y'all need to look that up. We, I mean, we had three or four-year-old phones. It was not worth keeping that crazy insurance. So we canceled it that day. And we were even talking about, hey, you need to uh, back up the photos I've taken of our daughter on, on there. And I was like, okay, sure. When I get home from work, I'll do it. Anyway, her phone died and never came back on that same mm-hmm. night. So she got a new one on the 17th. And... On that day she set up an appointment with AT&T she just it was like 45 bucks a month roughly for a hundred megabits per second Uh, internet with they do have a data cap but it's a terabyte so the most yeah so the most I've ever done at suddenly was like 300 so
1: I think we got that that same like promo flyer in the mail it said here's a hundred speed terabyte data limit you can get a thousand speed with no data
0: limit yeah yeah pretty much the same deal so yeah she just made it was also interesting
1: because like it was mailed and addressed to me like they done not like a, a direct mail piece uh-huh. had my name my address and then fine print and said may not be available in your area I was like
0: <laughs>
1: you sent this to me and my area you paid to send this to me you know you where should i should know if it's in my area <laughs> I'd be really frustrated, like to, to try to switch over to AT and T. Like we're not available. Like you mailed me something, you dumbs.
0: <laughs> Sorry, oh, go on. I keep, uh, th- th- I keep getting people calling me wanting to inspect our roof, and I got a text today of someone oh. wanting to inspect our roof. And I was like, that's really invasive. Come on, I, I didn't respond like, how do you to it. my number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you have my number anyway? And, and B, how do you know it's a cell phone? But I guess it's probably a pretty good guess anyway. So she signed up for it and and had them scheduled to install on the twenty third. It was a week ago, yesterday. Right. We realized the twenty third wasn't going to work for us, so this is this is on us. We changed it. Uh, Our daughter had a dentist appointment, and it was really hard to get that appointment. And we did. Your eighteen month old had a dentist appointment. Yeah, she's got teeth, man. Just want to make sure they're still they're coming through. They're still there. So
1: hey. our son will be four in a couple weeks.
0: Not been to the dentist. Hey, I I never I, I think we're trying to do the opposite on me. I didn't go to the dentist till I was twelve, and then the next time I went, I think I was twenty-one or twenty-four. So we're we're trying to <laughs> reverse Sorry, engineer I didn't mean that. Like throw us off there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay. So we rescheduled from the twenty-third to the twenty-fifth. The twenty-fifth comes and goes. No one shows up. So, uh, my wife rescheduled again for tomorrow, August 1st, and we will see if they show up this time. Uh, But what I was, kind of what I threw in there is that Suddenlink has raised their rates so much, and we pay some of our bills with credit card to get the points. So, shout out to Venture One Capital or whatever it is. But... Suddenlink raised their rates so much that we got an email from our credit card company asking asking us if this, if this was an error. <laughs> uh, they raised their rates $17 in June. Um, and the way they did it was, I think the plan that I was on went up $16, and then the fact that I have a TiVo went up a dollar. But then what they did weird was they gave me a $9 discount for being a loyal customer, quote. And so you actually see a negative nine dollars on your bill, as if that's supposed to make you feel better. So your bill, okay, sure, it didn't go up seventeen in total, but it went seventeen minus nine, so it went up eight dollars. And then anyway, so it went up eight bucks, and then this last. I wonder month, how
1: long that loyal customer, you know, rebate's going to be. Yeah, on how like loyal do you month have it's to not be? There.
0: Right. Exactly. And so I. Uh, we went over our data plan last month, which is 250 gigs, which is ridiculous. And so they way to go podcast. Yeah, they <laughs> charged me fifteen dollars for fifty more gigs. So my mm. bill went from in two months it was like one thirty eight one month, and then it went to one forty eight, and then this month it was one sixty eight. So. Like, yeah, my credit card people were like, are you sure this is right? And I'm like, I don't know. This seems a little <laughs> bit high.
1: <laughs> You're like, you know what? Well, it's conference in Suddenly, Let, yeah. Let's do this together. This
0: is a little much. So all that to say, uh, if we get AT&T installed tomorrow, and it all works and everything, I will cancel Suddenlink ASAP. And we'll go down to just internet. And, and uh, if we do that,
1: are you going to do YouTube TV or... Well,
0: no. Or Sling? I think I'm going to go with Sling because it's available on the most platforms. I think that is what has sealed the deal on that. Because YouTube is not available on the Amazon Fire Stick.
1: Which I don't have, so that wouldn't, wouldn't bother
0: me. Right. I mean, and we do. that. That's kind of our our main... Well, that's our main streaming device in, the, in our bedroom. And then we like to use the apps on the TV uh, in the living room. But I've learned that some of these streaming apps... Aren't available on our TV, and I think YouTube might be one of them. But Sling is—I know Sling's available on pretty much everything we own. We could stream anything on any device. So I think that's what we're going to go with uh, when we when we sign back up in the first of September for Tech Football. So anyway, we it's should in a month. Yeah, people. we should save like about 105 bucks a month until we, you know, get Sling or something, and then take that 105 minus 40 and you're still going to save like 65 bucks a month so that's considerable and there will be some months where we won't have sling you know so anyway that's the cord cutting cutting off of your dvr (laughs) uh no i haven't Off your
1: dvr did you clear it no man (laughs) I,
0: i need i need to look at that because i do have some stuff on there uh i've got like a full season of atlanta i haven't and archer i'm not gonna finish that those are like the two those are the two that are still on there i know i haven't watched the rest of it we've switched over to where we watched most of it on hulu or something like that so
1: which okay i this is the thing i don't get i don't like with hulu you pay for hulu and they give you commercials yes we're like netflix you pay for netflix you don't get commercials
0: yes but netflix doesn't have the current episodes of current seasons so if you wanted to get on Netflix and watch, oh, I don't know, gosh, I can't even think of an ep- anything that's out right now. But like in the fall, let's say when The Good Place starts again, if you want to get on Netflix and watch season three of The Good Place, you couldn't, you'd have to go to Hulu. And it, my wife and I have decided we kind of missed commercials slightly. It's almost nice to have, because you know how long the commercial is going to be and you're like, oh... Yeah, I got time to pee. It's just kind of nice. <laughs> I know that doesn't make any sense, but you're because you could always just pause anything at any time. There's just something about having a little break. Oh, I'm gonna go get some almonds. I've got enough time before the end of this 30 second ad. Oh, this is a 90 second ad. Oh man, well I've I forgot to go get the mail today. I better go do that real quick. <laughs> Hey, speaking of, really quickly, my coworker that sits right next to me
1: should have closed on his house in your neighborhood yesterday. Oh! I haven't heard from him. Hopefully everything went smoothly, because, like, apparently on Friday, they were still installing stuff, and, like, trust us, we will be ready by Monday. Like, <laughs> well, it's when we're supposed to close. <laughs> like, they were, they I think they were installing the toilets Friday afternoon, and we're going to finish the flooring over the weekend. I was like... Dude, like our house was ready like three weeks before we closed, which was I know. Like, on the other end of being like frustrating. It's like, why are we like waiting so long to the close? Whereas his is like hours before they close, they're still doing it. Like I think his appraisal went through the morning, at, like yesterday morning.
0: Oh, oh man, they were they were doing flooring the night before we moved in, the night gosh. before we closed on our house. I, you I remember that.
1: Ventura people are so slow.
0: Well, they no these guys. Ours was not slow. I was very surprised that they agreed to build our house in the time that they did. Because we signed paperwork in April. We moved in August 1st. They didn't even have the lot, like, cleared. (laughs) I mean, it was that that was insane. But then these other houses, there's houses around me that have been going for like six, eight months. And ours was done in four. And I kept asking, I was like, are you sure you can do that? Because I I didn't want to... Right. You know, I didn't want to show up on August 1st with all my stuff. And, oh, yeah, we don't have any doors. Sorry. <laughs> you know,
1: because... Your brick is coming in tomorrow. Yeah, because we, we just
0: kind of threw that date out there because it was going to be convenient for us. But if, if they would have said, well, you know, really, September 1st would be better, we probably would have just gone, all right, that's fine. But yeah. I think they kind of cornered themselves. And, man, they were... These guys, it was like 7, 8 o'clock at night. We came by, they were... We couldn't even go in. We couldn't even go in and look around because they were they were finishing the flooring. It might have been two days before yeah, before the showing also, or
1: whatever. Point of interest. The same coworker is getting married this weekend. Oh man. So closes on his house on Monday, gets married on Saturday. What a I week. And he and his fiance were supposed to be moving the first pieces of their stuff to keep it like low stress this week like tonight and I'm pretty sure he's out of work the rest of the week getting ready for a wedding probably moving um, that makes yeah, me so it's, it's, anxious
0: that makes me so anxious for that's a big week I don't know if I would have done
1: both in the same week
0: <laughs> I don't think I could have I don't think I could have handled it I probably would have I just would have not done one of them I'm not sure I, I would I either wouldn't have showed up for moving day or for the wedding I think my my mind wouldn't have been able to handle like
1: hired a moving company like i won't be there you put all my crap in the right rooms yeah
0: i don't care how many months i need to pay for on credit card or whatever (laughs) but it's it's got to happen yeah i mean that's a heck of a week i i I go back to my wedding week and it just felt uh you know you're the groom it's not like it's not as stressful as as being the bride but still there's a lot of stuff you got to do and a lot of logistics and people are coming in and the DJ's coming in and other things. So, there was a lot to do, but man, I'm so glad I was not moving also. What more power to him. Way to go, guys.
1: Yep. All right. Let's let's wrap this up. What do we learn this week? It was announced yesterday, Monday, Kirby Hokut is starting a new radio show that will directly compete with us. Yeah. Because everything competes with us because we are the one-stop shop. Well, dude, Interestingly, though, his his show will be it will be Wednesday, 12 to 1, and I believe he's still on the committee for the playoff and everything. Yeah, as far as I know, he so is. So they meet like on Tuesday, so he will be less than 24 hours removed from that. So not that tech will be, you know, probably in those discussions this year, but very recent. Um, news and tidbits that I think he'd be able to share. Also just really interesting that you're gonna have your athletic director on a radio show every week.
0: Yeah. I think uh, I'm sure I, I bet Pete or not Pete, gosh. <laughs> I bet uh Robert is gonna be on there. With I think him. he will be the host. Yeah, I bet he'll be the host and kinda of, kinda direct he, things he works a little for deck. Right. Yeah. So that'll be I'm sure Kobe. Will, uh, gosh, man, it's been over an hour, guys. I'm 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 dying on the vine here. Kirby. At least we're not sure, talking like this. Yeah, I'm sure Mr. Hokut will have some uh, some good insight to the program, and it should the be interesting every time. It Should be interesting, you know, even as it goes into baseball season and uh, track yeah. and field.
1: The one thing I do want I want him to do is I want him to read the mean tweets. Because as the as the president of the commissioner, wh- whatever they want to call that position, he, he is the recipient of a lot of really nasty tweets from fans fans of other teams that the committee is sliding and that they're not, you know, respecting enough. I want him to be reading those tweets. Uh, that would be the good. Show.
0: They they should take that suggestion because I would tune in for that every time.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about like it's an hour radio show commit like the last five minutes to mean tweets. Yeah,
0: just all from Florida State fans or (laughs) Clemson, Georgia, Auburn. Yeah. yeah, All those guys. Uh, The last thing we learned was that the City Council okayed the first vote to allow breweries in the city of Lubbock, and that's more specifically kind of brew pubs. I, I think places like Triple J's are kind of grandfathered in and they're in a different zoning, but what it, what it basically will do is, it looks like you can, you'll be able to open a brew pub downtown, and there's supposedly one already trying to, to come in, and it's called Auld Brewing Company, A U L D, and they're trying to uh, put together a brew pub on 515 Broadway, just west of I-27. So. Uh, more power to the city of Lubbock for getting a little bit more modern on that uh, hat tip to Kyle Jacobson who's already been mentioned in, in our in our podcast today about tweeting this out and I know he he kind of does some work either directly or indirectly for the city so he may have had he may have had a hand in on this so uh, another he, another thing in least... this oh good well let me let me just cover this real quick another thing in this article that's good too is. Food trucks uh, now will have approval to be open at city parks, and the reason that wasn't approved before was because of where parks are located, and parks are most, most often located in residential zones. So this ordinance will now allow a food truck in a park for up to a two-hour period with the permit. So how about that? What if you go to a park one day and there's some food trucks? You're going to stay longer and you're going to eat some good food. So good job, Lubbock's, Lubbock's getting a little bit, a little bit more modern there.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say I, I just know that at one point, he was at in some compas in some capacity. This, Kyle Jacobson was involved with the, and I'm blanking out. Not the city council, chamber of commerce.
0: Right. I think I think you're right because I know that he. Uh, I don't know if
1: he worked for them or interned with them.
0: Kyle, sorry, we're starting rumors here, but I know that we he are. had some insight on the, the, dirt arena that was kind of being thrown around about the time of the Coliseum vote. He had he had some scoop. He did totally had some scoop scoop on the dirt. Had some. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and on that note, <laughs> and with that, everybody. <laughs>
1: Alright, not like, for real though. Um, <laughs> we are looking forward to getting into fall camp. Uh, we'll have a lot, of, probably a lot to discuss as the notebooks and the the media availabilities and all that kind of stuff starts rolling out. Fall camp starts sometime this week. I think I heard Friday. Um, so by the time we come back, there should be two or three practices in. Um probably lots of juicy nothingness to talk about next week with that. Like I said, we'll be starting. We'll probably do uh first half of the season, more like in-depth preseason previews. Um, going to be like, if you're a reader of taking the planes, lots of great content there just about every day. Um, except on the days that I post the podcast. <laughs> there's, that's just a, a sinkhole. No, I'm kidding. Um, Michael, is there anything else you want to add before we sign off at an hour 20?
0: No, we, we didn't quite hit our hour mark. And uh, y'all just just uh, hope that I will have internet tomorrow from someone who will charge me a lot less money, at least for two years, and then we'll reevaluate again because I think that's what you do now. You Just every two years, well, with, you start with, over. With
1: AT&T, you definitely sign a contract.
0: Yep. So I, I think that's where we're headed. We're going to be those... Every two year, people. But
1: we are working on upgrading some equipment to where Michael and I can record together, which may allow us to record remotely, which would be interesting, especially when we start doing like the post game reactions. Yeah. We could meet up or we could just go, like, Hey, we're going to go to Caprock tonight or we're going to go to Caprock and do our weekly preview or Big Bins. Big Bins. Go sit out in the the steamy. Mosquito net he's got out there. Yeah, anyways, lots of good stuff. Excited that football's coming back. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast.